The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. And praise the Lord, everyone. My name is Dean Kiyoshi Carrillo Jr., and I was the youth preacher for our 111th youth program that was held on Sunday, June 3rd, 2018, at our mother church located at 1043 Middle Street. At this time, I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8, 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kalihi for over 95 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada V. Lachbaum on August 4, 1923 and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959 who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Before continuing on with the music portion of our telecast, I would like to introduce to you our youth announcer of our 111th youth program and tell you a little bit about her. 
She is Emmeline Taylor Maria Fu'uvai Makamai Onalani, which interpreted means Precious Heart of the Heavens, Yoshie, which means Good Branch, Asano. Fu'uvai, as she is affectionately known as, was born on February 1st, 2000 in Honolulu, Hawaii. She is the eldest child of Mr. and Mrs. Seth Makana and Ronalyn Asano Sr. She has one brother, Seth Makana Jr., and two sisters, Shalem and Abigail. Her paternal grandparents are Kauai Pastor Leonard K.Y. and Mrs. Deborah Asano Sr. Her maternal grandparents are Mr. and Mrs. Raleigh and Nelda Fernandez Sr. Pu'uvai was baptized in Jesus' name on February 4, 2007 at the Kauai Branch Church and continues to earnestly tarry for the Holy Ghost, which is promised from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pu'uvai attends Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr.'s Team 3 and 4 Sunday School class. She plays the violin, ukulele, and piano and participates in the church band, string section, youth strings, youth orchestra, BA degrees, and youth choir. She was recently the 2018 Easter program announcer. Pu'uvai is a recent graduate of the Kamehameha School's Kapalama. She participated in the orchestra club and doghoggers club. She also performed with the Kamehameha Sinfonietta String Quartet. Pu'uvai enjoyed many of her subjects, science, biology, chemistry, human anatomy, math, and orchestra. She will be attending the University of Hawaii at Manoa, majoring in biochemistry with the ambition of becoming a doctor, specializing in obstetrics and gynecology. Her hobbies are playing the violin, ukulele, and piano. She also enjoys crocheting ceramics, pottery, making jewelry, and spending time with friends and family. Puuvai would like to thank the Lord for the opportunity to be the 111th youth announcer. She thanks the Lord for the prayers and blessings of the saints. She thanks Jesus for her family because without them, she would not be where she is today. She would also like to thank the Lord for Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., the trustees, Sunday School Superintendent, Mrs. Rosalind Hahn, and the prayer band warriors for their unceasing prayers. So, without further ado, may I present to you Emmeline Taylor, Maria Pu'uvai Makamai Onalani Yoshihe Asano. Pu'uvai? Thank you, Dean. Before beginning the musical portion of our 111th Youth Telecast, I would like to take a moment to wish you all a happy Grandparents' Day, present, past, and future, a very happy Grandparents' Day. You have given yourself time, knowledge, life's teaching, compassion, but more importantly, you have shared your unconditional love among those around you. May your day be blessed with God's grace and love pressed down and overflowing and being surrounded by those you love so dearly. At this time, we call upon the Harmonious Youth Choir to sing an inspiring number entitled Jesus Never Fails under the direction of Mrs. Tiare Summers. They will be accompanied by Seth Makanasano Sr. on the piano.
Thank you, Youth Choir. That was very beautiful. Next up is the Youth Orchestra who will play a song entitled Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. They are under the direction of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. We all need to stand up for Jesus because Jesus never fails. Amen and thank you, Jesus. We will have a vocal solo this morning sung by Robert Ezekiel Ramirez, an eighth grader of Kapolei High School, and he will sing the song entitled, I Am On My Way to Heaven. He is under the direction of Miss Pahaku Carter and accompanied by Iris Locke on the piano. Take it away, Robert. devil can't do me no harm. 
I found him. I remember the day I made a star. I remember the day I knelt at the altar and I changed this old boy's heart. I'm on my way to heaven and I'm so. Thank you, Robert, and a job well done. Our youth choir will now sing another uplifting and inspirational song entitled, The Anthem, Hallelujah, You Have Won the Victory.
That was great, Youth Choir. You have won the victory. Our next selection is an instrumental played by Dean Carrillo Jr. on the tenor saxophone, Donovan Carrillo, a 10th grader of Roosevelt High School on the trombone, and Shayla Spockhaf, also a 10th grader of Kamehameha School's Kapalama on the trumpet. They will play for us in a melody entitled, When the Saints Go Marching In. They are under the direction of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. That will be a victorious day to hear those words, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither, and march into heaven alongside our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now for the most energetic and most adorable singers, the Young Crusaders. They will now take the stage and sing a powerful number entitled, He Lives on High. They are under the direction of Christy Han. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to a faithful saint in the Lord. She is Mrs. Rebecca Lebon of Oahu, Hawaii. Her quiet personality and gracious smile can be seen whenever she meets or greets you. 
May the Lord continue to bless you, Rebecca. Press down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. Before returning the program back to our youth preacher, who will tell you our schedule of announcements, I would like to give a little background about him. I am honored to introduce our 111th youth preacher, Dean Kiyoshi, which interpreted means blessed, Carrillo Jr. He was born in Honolulu on December 16, 2000. Dean is the child and son and third child of Associate Pastor Dean K and Mrs. J. Johanna P.T. Carrillo Sr. He has two sisters. Deanna and Dion, and one brother, Donovan. His paternal grandparents are Mr. and Mrs. Douglas and Alice Carrillo. His maternal grandparents are Mrs. Thelma Taylor and the late Maui pastor, Joseph K. Taylor. Dean was baptized in Jesus' name on December 16, 2007, here at the Mother Church and filled with the Holy Spirit on December 30, 2011. 
He is a faithful student and associate pastor Timothy Han Sr.'s Teen 3 and 4 Sunday School class. He is a member of the Youth Choir, plays ukulele in the Youth and Adult Orchestra, plays the tenor saxophone in the Youth and Adult Band, and a member of the vocal group, the BA Degrees. Dean also served as a youth preacher for the 108th Youth Service. On May 26, 2018, Dean became a prom graduate of the Roosevelt High School, home of the Rough Riders. In his senior year, he participated in track and field, cross country, and was part of the yearbook body and senior class council. Dean will be attending the University of Hawaii at Manoa in the fall, majoring in studio art with the ambition of teaching at the high school or college level. Dean enjoys drawing, reading, running, and testing his culinary skills along with spending time with quality, spending quality time with family and friends. Dean counted a blessing and privilege to be found worthy and chosen as a youth preacher. He would like to thank the Lord for this honor and all he has done for him in his life. He thanks the Lord for his unceasing prayers of Head Pastor Billingham Jr., the trustees, the prayer band, the saints of God, and for his lo parents' love, prayers, guidance, and support. And now it is my distinct pleasure to return you to our 111th youth preacher, Dean Kiyoshi Carrillo Jr. Dean? Thank you, Pu'uvai. At this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. On, on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald B. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor K Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tenloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. 
There are no collections, however. If you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Dean. Saints of God and friends, wasn't it wonderful how the Lord used the talents of the young people in this 111th youth telecast? As we reflect on the past youth programs, we can surely see how the Lord has prospered and progressed the talents of the young people. And yes, it's wonderful to see how they dedicated their time, energy, and talents in serving the Lord. When we serve the Lord in any capacity, who gets glorified? Why, Jesus does. At this time, we would like to extend our sincere gratitude to our youth director, Ms. Rose Pohakoalani Carter, who enthusiastically oversaw and coordinated our youth program, as well as directing our youth soloists, and to her host of awesome assistants. Associate Pastor Timothy Han Sr. is also the youth orchestra instrumental director and accompanist director, Ms. Christy Han, Young Crusaders director, and Mrs. Tiari Summers, youth choir director. Special thanks are also extended to our entire versatile companies who gave willingly of their God-given talents and time, Seth Makanostano Jr. and his Iris Locke. Special thanks also go out to Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., who wrote and directed the gospel skit, The Gospel of the Kingdom of God, coming up shortly. And finally, special appreciation is extended to our very reliable and gifted sound engineer, Associate Pastor Ronald Kahele, along with his assistants, who ready the microphones and set up the sound system for our church recording sessions and every aspect of our musical programs. Thank you, everyone, for your supportive efforts which truly made for a more effective program whose labor of love and sacrifice will not go unrewarded in the eyes of the Lord. One of the reasons I truly feel blessed is that I have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our TV congregation, through these weekly telecasts. Man's human instincts cause him to embrace sin and shun the Lord's sacrifice and call to everlasting life through his salvation. It is my sincerest desire that you will not fail to heed the Lord's commandment to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I pray that as a result of the gospel message you will hear today entitled, A Spiritual Awakening, you will move a step closer to Jesus. The Lord's path is always a straight and narrow, and for many it can appear to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. But take it on good authority that the easy downhill path will lead you in directly into condemnation. It certainly would be an irreversible and distressful fate for anyone to hear the Lord say at judgment, I know you not. Don't enter into my rest. Therefore, may today's sermon encourage you to take matters into your own hands, if you haven't already done so, and work on your salvation immediately. Biblically speaking, an awakening of our spiritual consciousness or a Holy Ghost revival of the church is important to one's salvation. Hosea 10.12 describes a spiritual awakening as follows, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. In the natural sense, breaking up fallow or idle ground is necessary to prepare the land for sowing new seeds in order to reap the good harvest. In the spiritual sense, Christian believers must be awakened from idleness, slumber, or sleep that can put us out of touch with the Lord Jesus Christ. A spiritual awakening in our daily lives provides the nourishment to keep our souls safe from indulging in the world and its pleasures. Our spiritual well-being helps to keep us in the presence of God and in touch with Jesus Christ Himself, who is the source of life. Being readily refreshed by the Holy Spirit prepares us to meet Jesus Christ when He comes in clouds of glory to gather His waiting bride. 
Spiritual readiness helps us to overcome whatever may cross our path and will keep us safe till we meet Jesus Christ at his soon coming. One night while Jesus Christ rested from being about his father's business, a very prominent man came to see him. He was a man of position, authority, and influence, educated and likened to Saul of Tarsus, a Pharisee. Despite his profound knowledge of the scriptures and religious adherence, hearing and seeing the miracles of Jesus Christ did leave him in amazement. When he heard Jesus Christ was in the vicinity and was accessible to him, he could not help but inquire what moves him towards Jesus Christ were the miracles that had not been done since the days of Elijah. The dead were raised to life, the withered hand made whole, the blind eyes were made to see again, and those that were sick of the palsy leaped and jumped for joy. The emptiness was evident, and his heart was in pain for the lack of experiencing the promises of God being fulfilled. Thus he said within himself, maybe this Jesus of Nazareth will have some answers for me. No man can save himself or keep his soul alive. Salvation is only possible through the Lord Jesus Christ, and it must begin with repentance. We should not be so self-righteous to say that we are without sin or even able to retain our own lives. Such thoughts cause men to plunge headlong into a road of destruction with final and eternal separation from the Lord. However, the Lord Jesus Christ provided a way of escape from the wrath to come as indicated in Ephesians 2, 8-9. For by grace are we saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In God there is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus Christ spoke of the need for a new birth in his talk with Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Although he was a cautious inquirer, he was also a man with spiritual perception. However, due to his spiritual ignorance, he asked Jesus Christ this question about the new birth in John 3, 4. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? Even though Nicodemus was a deeply religious man, dedicated and obedient to the law of God, he learned that it was necessary for him to be born again into God's family. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. We become a new creature in Christ Jesus as described in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Unless we participate in the spiritual rebirth described by Jesus Christ himself, we will remain outside of God's family. At this time, I would like to digress from our sermon to present the young children of our church. Blessed with a combined talent of these six individuals, each will portray their characters in this enlightened skit entitled The Gospel of the Kingdom of God. There are reporters Hannah Asano, an 11th grader, Seth Makana Asano Jr., a 10th grader, and Sila Asano, an 8th grader, all of Kamehameha Schools, Kapalama. Dean Carrillo Jr. as a head pastor, Donovan Carrillo as an associate pastor, and Ethan Asana, a recent 2018 graduate, also of Kamehameha Schools Kapalama, as our other associate pastor. Hey, Pastor, what is the gospel of the kingdom of God? The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. What does it mean to be saved? To be saved means to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as one's personal Savior and be baptized in the name of Jesus according to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is repentance? Repentance is godly sorrow for sins. You ask the Lord for forgiveness for all the wrong that you have committed in the past and the Lord will forgive you and remember them no more. 
Wow, that's so cool. I wish I heard of this earlier. Well, God is always there when one is ready to change one's life. What about baptism? Like Dean said, in Acts 2.38, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Baptism means to be submerged in water, completely covered. It is a type of burial, and when you come out of the water, it's a type of resurrection, a new birth. How did this all come about? In the book of John, chapter 3, it starts off by Nicodemus recognizing that Jesus was a teacher who was God sent. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Can I hear more? Yes. In John chapter 3, verse 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of the water and of the Spirit? I will answer that. To be born of the water means to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and to be born of the Spirit means to be filled with the Holy Spirit like the 120 on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2.4 reads, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the 120 were filled with the Holy Ghost and they, spe they spoke in an unknown tongue? Yes, that is the only Bible evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. But what about Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where Jesus told his disciples, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Yes, but Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are merely titles. The name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. First John 5, 7 tells us, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one, which is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think we learned a lot today. What do you think, Hannah? Yeah, for sure. What about you, Sila? Truly, it's like music to my ears. Is there anything else you guys want to know? Can we come and visit your church? Sure. Come and visit us. And also, check out our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Amen? Amen! Wasn't that an awesome skit? Well done, children. May the Lord continue to increase your talents. Now back to our sermon. Malachi admonished the Jews for despising the Lord's name. The reply to the accusation was, where in the have we better despised his name? Many Christians are in the same circumstance today. They acknowledge the name of Jesus Christ in all things except where it counts the most when it pertains to the saving of the soul. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 3.21, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The question is, will you be ready to hear his words? Come up hither when Jesus Christ returns for his own. In Malachi 3.6 we read, For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We should not play down the fact that Jesus Christ is coming soon. It is an event that will come to pass just as certain as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. We cannot be authors of confusion, nor should we attempt to interpret the scripture into a watery sameness for the sake of not offending someone or a group of people. The Apostle Paul came to the knowledge that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. 
One thing that is certain is that Jesus Christ never reneges on his word, as we read in 2 Corinthians 1, 17 to 20. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use likeness, or the things that I propose? Do it not I propose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Paul visited the churches frequently for the purpose of monitoring their spiritual progress. He was not concerned about what kind of building they had. Of course, he wanted them to have a convenient place to worship, but more importantly, he wanted them to serve and worship Jesus Christ the right way. He focused on the discipline of the Word of God and the ordinances that were preached to them. Paul acknowledged that the church at Corinth would have a congregation that consisted of both Jew and Gentile. Opinions and deep-rooted ties to the world, if not addressed and severed completely, would be very detrimental. He knew how any congregation could get off track if they were not careful. He knew that if the Spirit of God was not having free course, then the Spirit of conviction would not have its perfect work. The church, in turn, would be compromised because of a desire to sin. We must remember that Jesus Christ came to this world to save us from our sin and not in our sin. Upon his arrival at Corinth, his expectations were true about the condition of the church. The carnality of the Corinthians dealt in admiration for Greek wisdom and eloquence that had penetrated the church. The resistance to the moral pollution of the city and the immorality remained a continued temptation to them. Disorders in the church took the form of abuse of the pulpit and degradation of the spiritual gifts, leaving the congregation with a false hope of salvation. Paul heard of false ideas of Jesus' resurrection and how some were baptizing for those who had died. Paul infers his enthusiasm for righteousness when he told the congregation of Corinth that his visit was purposed to give them a second benefit and he would not speak with lightness. Paul never intended to leave any congregation in a confused state of mind regarding salvation and of the righteousness of God. Everything he taught them would be from the word of God through revelations given unto him by the Holy Spirit and through his personal experiences for the congregation to receive an awakening from the spirit of truth, they would have to be told the truth. They needed the faith to see and understand the greater good in keeping the ordinances rather than attempting to understand them first. The, to refuse to obey would be the fruit of a contentious and rebellious spirit. It would also make way for gainsaying. Paul was determined on behalf of righteousness, to provide them that level of encouragement to bring them back to holiness. The congregation chose to hear what they wanted to hear and failed to acknowledge and believe how relevant and credible the promises of God are. Paul never intended his yes to mean other than yes. He never intended his no to mean other than no. Neither did he at any time preach the gospel in a fashion that would allow a sinner to continue in sin with the expectation of being saved. Let us read in Romans 6, 1-2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid! How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in sin? To bring the congregation back to the holy place, Paul made it clear that in Jesus Christ alone, 
will the promises of God come to pass? Where they would pertain to the saving of the soul, the removing of sin, the order and discipline required to reflect Godness, or of his coming back again. Jesus would never go back on his word. For one thing Jesus cannot do is that he cannot lie. Born-again believers must remember that it is an uphill battle in righteousness until Jesus comes. Jesus Christ reminds us that we all must work out our salvation with fear and trembling, with the operative phrase being, work out. These words that Paul preached, as well as all of the other apostles, were done with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in John, the fifth chapter, and in the 39th verse, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. What better guide to have lead us to the kingdom of God than the word of God? Let the spiritual awakening begin within us so that we can always remain safely in the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. On this Grandparents' Day, we would also like to send our heartiest good wishes to every grandparent in the Lord Jesus Christ. A grandparent's love is next to God's love, fathomless, deep, and everlasting. It seems more and more celebrations for one thing or the other are being established. And one of the newest Grandparents' Day is no exception. There is no question that grandchildren are the pride and joy of grandparents. It seems that they show more love upon the grandchildren than upon their own children. Proverbs 17, 6 tells us that children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. Therefore, children should love and respect their grandparents when they are old and gray. This is borne out in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29. The glory of young men is the strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. And Leviticus, the ninth chapter, the 32nd verse states, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head, and honor the face of the old man, and fear thy God. I am the Lord. Children are described in Psalms 127, verses 3 to 5. Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is that man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with their enemies in the gate. The term quiver might suggest that parents should have at least five children. However, children are like olive plants that keep multiplying. And God promises that we shall see our grandchildren in our lifetimes and they shall follow our footsteps in the Lord's gospel work. Therefore, as spiritual grandparents, we must train our grandchildren by example in the Lord, living the life for them to follow. Now, if you would like to know more about God's word, the church, and review telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our youth orchestra will close an awesome anthem entitled, Only Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.